Never stop eating grapes and gravy. Live from quarantine headquarters in lovely Soxcastville. <laughs> it's your friends at the Soxcast. <laughs> Soxcast episode 113. Brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, if you freeze them, they make great hockey pucks. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Welcome. It's going great. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's going great swimmingly it's so good right now i don't think anybody's gonna argue if i take the first minute or two of the show uh right off the top from the start to say that i think it's important that we shout out and uh throw a heaping helping of socks cast love to the folks out there that are keeping this country going while we're kind of in the middle of the greatest age of uncertainty i think we've ever faced um Big shout out to the postal workers, retail workers, food industry, people staffing banks, like everyone that is deemed an essential service at this point in time. Um, at this point in a crisis, you, you, know, you are absolutely the best. And it, it's terrible that um, at best you all are taken for granted and at worst you're treated like garbage. But you all are why this whole shit hasn't fallen apart yet. Because Lord knows our worthless administration isn't uh, equipped for it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just kind of wanted to say a lot of yeah. love for an yep. appreciation and, and respect for you all. And to everyone out there listening, like, please, please spare the biggest truckload of patience uh, that you can for people who are having to work uh, jobs in, this posi- in these conditions right mm-hmm. now. They're eating the brunt of everybody being shitty let's let's not make that let's not be a part of that let's be a bright spot in somebody's day uh at least just give them a smile give them a thank you anything so yeah just uh big thanks to you all you all are amazing and we love the shit out of you absolutely so yeah anyway um so um (laughs) before we dive into the show um some programming notes. We got a lot of stuff coming up. It turns out when you it turns out, it turns out when <laughs> you are confined and you need to kind of be distancing yourself from others, doing things online. So it's a lot easier to get those kinds of things done. So you may have noticed that uh, last episode that was supposed to come out, we did uh, the anime of the decade podcast. So those are out. If you weren't already in the know about that, uh, that turned out really well. It was a lot of fun to kind of dedicate an entire socks cast to um uh japanese cartoons for once because they come up a lot especially thanks to Rhett, because that's literally all he does yeah. anymore uh but to kind of like go back and look at uh, a lot of those shows that kind of stood out over the last 10 years and seeing and, and like seeing what some of the listeners picked and just kind of like oh yeah i like that too or 
no, that was garbage. Your tastes are shitty. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say that. We didn't say that. We were probably thinking it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love y'all. Uh, but th- yeah, thanks for everybody for contributing to that. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun to do that. Uh, Game of the Decade is still a thing. It's still open. It's still got an amalgamous <laughs> date that we don't know what's going to be. Uh, because and, and certainly, with uh, things the it's way not- they are right now, we're certainly not going to rush you. Um, Thank you, because I'm still... Yeah. I still have a lot of blurbs left. That thing's still happening. We got lists coming in, so it, it, people ain't forgot. People are still doing their thing. We don't have a date for this yet, but trust me, it'll get done sometime. But right now, we're not going to rush it. We're just taking it a day at a time, much like everything else. Um, Thank yeah. you so much for sending in the lists, all of you that have. Absolutely. The lists have been great. Seeing those pile in, just like a mm-hmm. big old sigh of relief. But it's also just like I'm the one creating the, the image banners for every game <laughs> on the list. I've made, I've made like 270 so far. Oof. That's just for individual games, and I'm just like, oh no. And I'm I'm still on like the first page of lists in the <laughs> in the forum topic. You offered to do this for me, and I thank you eternally. But <laughs> There's it's no way. A lot of games. There's we no joked way. about it being a thousand. We joked about it being a thousand, but I literally think we might actually hit it. It's which is funny because I've done number graphics up to 900. I've already done yeah. those, and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> we may need more! <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. But hey, um, we have another podcast coming out uh, mid-part uh, mid of the week. Uh, if, you, if you're into the God is in the podcast thing, we just finished recording the... Uh, oh, I sure am. ...the Mechanical Animals episode. Um, and that will be going up Tuesday or Wednesday-ish. That was fun. Jetstorm 4 was uh, on that episode, and uh, he was a fantastic guest. Mm. So I've got that all edited and done together. Um, We have our next episode uh, already in the planning phases uh, for uh, Hollywood. So that'll probably be coming at some point a lot sooner than the rest of these episodes have. (laughs) Unfortunately, I can't be on that episode because I've heard that album before yeah yeah <laughs> i got you for one though i think we found one that you haven't heard that we have you for and i know that we have one for john oh yeah oh boy yeah we, we've actually got uh the next two or three of these planned out and know who's going to be on them now thankfully so cool. that's gonna that's gonna be good we might be able to crank these out in like two or three months <laughs> hopefully things might be better <laughs> hopefully you're not still inside by then <laughs> yeah hopefully um but yeah, so that's like sort of all of the comings and goings that are going on on the site. Um, uh, so we'll go ahead and kick right into our introductions to my immediate virtual right. He's got his pants down and he's peeing over the moon. <laughs> it's Rhett. You don't want to pee the moon. You want to shoot a laser at it. Well, no, I just took an exact intro that you said that you expected me to do. And I just used it. <laughs> That was your that you said that last week. So that's or, actually how all of these intros are set up, right? Is that we just feed you like we think all, we stew all week. What do we want our intros to be? And then we tell you before the podcast, and then oh, you yeah, yeah. list them out. Yeah. Well, much like everything on the Sox cast, the introductions are a highly scripted affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. How you doing, Red? <laughs> I'm doing. You're doing. We're it's all definitely just kinda, been a week. Just we're all two. we're all plugging along. The absolute best mm-hmm. we can. Yep. Yeah. To my immediate virtual left, it's time for him to lay down in his freshly filled tub of hot piss. <laughs> Courtesy of Rhett. Because he's from pe- the moon. <laughs> from the moon. <laughs> it's John Thire. Hi. Hey. 
How are you? How are you doing? A little pruny from being in here too long. You you're eating all them. You still eating on them grapes and that gravy? What kind of gravy? Or what kind of gravy did you go with? Is it homemade? One is it homemade? Two is it canned? What type is it? Um, I said gravy, but really it's just plain bacon grease. I just made bacon and then I just poured the grease all over the bacon. Like that gravy is sort of my fancy name for it. Oh, that's just. Um, grapes and bacon grease. Grapes and bacon grease. I mean, there's oh. nothing that goes better. I mean, you thought Beats Disaster was the top of John Thayer's culinary, culinary uh, uh, limits. You you have not lived until you've tried grapes swimming in a fresh, hot tub of bacon a grease. A piss. A piss. <laughs> a piss. So gravy you know also been, means piss. You know I've been kind of lazy because I, um, I stopped making my Beats Delight and now I'm just eating the Beat, canned beets, the beets oh. right out of the can. Oh. It's, a, it's a great snack. This is, this is John in quarantine. He's just eating the beets normally. Oh, God. I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> like, the fact that he tries to zhuzh it up a little bit with the, 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 the seeds, the, like the, the sunflower seeds and the cottage... God, I'm just... I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> seriously <laughs> almost about to vomit saying it now. Much less having to see like, it. I'm That's gonna... been a first date combo. For every first date is like near the end. I'm just like, hey, by the way, there's this thing up in every oh, no. new first date I ask them. John, I think um, I'm starting. At all appealing. I'm starting to see why you're single, John. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I've not had any. Oh, that sounds great. Let me try it. <laughs> I haven't had that happen yet. <laughs> Damn. I can't imagine why. It just seems like they just jump right on that. It's gr- tastes great. It tastes great. No, it doesn't, John. I did. I can tell you. You know, they say the first thing that goes when you get COVID nineteen is that your your sense of taste and smell go. I am convinced that you have been in the early <laughs> onset of COVID nineteen for the last year. <laughs> Sorry, I started laughing because I was in the middle of eating a grape. I love grapes so much, y'all. Especially They're in bacon so- grease. Yeah, of course. Just like you get a little of that sweet and salty going at the same time. <laughs> okay, John. Grapes or blueberries? Oh, blueberries. Oh, blueberries. No just, okay. just. I bought blueberries and pineapple and grapes in my latest grocery trip, and I ate the blueberries first because they're my favorite. Yeah, those are. Okay, like, you could do. I will eat blueberries until it fucks me up. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's extremely straightforwardly until it messes me up. And if it doesn't fuck me up too bad, oh, we're going again. That just means I didn't get an. I didn't have the chance. Once uh, my family all went blueberry picking at the fancy blueberry par- farm, where you all get to rock away with like a big bag of blueberries, mm-hmm. um, and then they all had to go out of town. And they were like, "Well, shit, John's the only one not going out of town. Why don't well. we get these blueberries are going to go bad? Let's give all of them them to him." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so in the span of about a week, I ate about ten pounds of blueberries, and it was a good time. <laughs> my skin turned a little blue. <laughs> It's very effective for your avatar cosplay. It's very... <laughs> My Willy Wonka cosplay. <laughs> John! What's your... <laughs> what you been up to? What have you been up to? Oh my god. Oh my god. Y'all. Y'all. Uh-huh. So last time... Last time we talked about Tangled the series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But the finale... The finale had not aired yet. Or at least I hadn't oh. seen it yet. Um, so I got to watch basically like the last half of the last season of Tangled the series, and it was very good and special. 
Yo, it was very nice. It was so nice. Uh, I I uh, believe you. I believe you. So my my deal last time was is that I was basically coming out the second season, which was a bit of a drag because <laughs> the first season they're like setting up all the characters and whatnot, and they're sort of setting up, and the broader conflict is sort of a mystery, and it's very character focused. And then the second one is very straightforwardly like we are going from point A to point B. This is a quest narrative now. We are going on a road trip. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of, we're going to stop, we're going to go to a place, and then hang out there for four episodes, and it's going to feel like we're there two episodes too long, and then mm. we're going to go to another place, and we're going to be there for four episodes, and it's going to feel like we're there for two episodes too long. Oh, boy. And, I just, and I, they just kind of do that for most of the season. And, like, the payoff is very good, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't feel... The episode it's it's it has the worst episodic stuff of the show I think so mm-hmm. I was a I was a little bit cooler on it coming into the last podcast mm-hmm. um, but then the third pot the third season a is like four episodes shorter than all the other ones um, the last ep- the finale is just a three part finale um, and there's several couple two parters and there are a lot of songs so it's it's a lot more dense with like story and also the third season is just sort of where the show really finds its heart. Because it's where the main conflict comes into play. Like, the first two seasons are very much, like, building up to something. And then the third season is that something happening. Mm. And Mm. suddenly it's, like, a big conflict between characters that you really care about. And there's a strong villain. And that is just this really strong heart for the last chunk of the show. And they just completely bring it home in the finale in all the ways that matter. So cool. I had a, I, it was a very much a journey worth taking. Um, and I'd also rewatched the original movie and I rewatched the Ever After short. So it, there was the movie in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then there was Tangled Ever After, which was a five minute short taking place on the day of Eugene and Rapunzel's wedding. And then there was Tangled Before Ever After. Which was the 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 movie that started the series, mm-hmm. and that was before they got, just after the movie, so before they got married, because they got married years after. Right. They made that clear in the first movie. So the, then the series takes place, and then there's the ever the ever after short. So everything throughout the series, you know that it's ultimately going to be okay, and they're going to get married. Um, but the way they get there is very sweet and good. I love Cass a lot. Mm-hmm. So do y'all have any questions for me about Tangled the Series and the Bear <laughs> Tangled? <laughs> I've never seen the original movie or anything yeah. so. Oh my god, not not even really? The only thing I know about Tangled is I watched somebody play uh, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 3 about halfway through. <laughs> and I know that Tangled is in that video game. And everything I know about yeah. Tangled is from that video game. <laughs> so do they mention Sora in the show because as you know Kingdom Hearts is canon the first OVA is a sequel and then the second OVA is a prequel to the sequel thank you hey, thank you Byron it, it's so easy like once you get the chronology down not that hard to figure out mm-hmm. um, well the first movie is very lovely mm-hmm. because it's the plot is that it's it's Rapunzel it's the Rapunzel yeah, story yeah so I know it's, it's about, Rapunzel so it's about her the, it's the Disney princess who was kept in a tower for basically her entire childhood alone. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, like like you should do to women anyway. Um, by her, by her, the the Disney edition is that the villain is her mother, who she was born with magic. Not born with. Um, she has magic hair that gives you immortality if you sing to it. And well, the mom. That this sounds. This, that sounds like a story you'd tell somebody if you were really high. <laughs> <laughs> and this, so this witch kidnapped the magic princess with hair that gives her immortality and locked her in the tower so that she can stay young forever at the expense of this young girl's life and then raised her telling her that she was her daughter. So the the whole movie is just about her like realizing that literally her mom is a selfish person that is just using her and doesn't care about her mm-hmm. and then having to escape that. And then the series is the first season is just like okay, I have I didn't have a childhood. <laughs> okay, I didn't we... have a childhood. Time to get them titties out. <laughs> how do we? How do we do? How do we move forward from here? And then throughout the rest of the show, she just matures in a really cool way. And then the 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 third season conflict ties back into that wit the the evil witch from the first movie and the mom, and it's basically makes the whole heart of the show is just like. Abu- is just like moving past abuse and neglect and it's really nice that's and that's really that's a, that's a really cool thing to base a show on uh, you see a lot of kind of interesting takes on uh, takes and commentary on abuse in uh, children's cartoons as of late and I think that like you know given that these types of media are more and more being made by the people that grew up in those types of environments. That's obviously why you're going mm-hmm. to see it. But I think it, it, like, it's definitely people making things to speak to people uh, who have gone through the same things as a feeling that I get from things like, you know, obviously Steven universe and some of the things it mm-hmm. sounds like this is tackling. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not going quite as hard as Steven universe. No, I, I obviously know that. Yeah. Very little stuff think, does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's there, and they make it land, and there's just like there's just like an expression of feelings in the last episode that just gutted me. Um, so, like as as slow as the show is, and how for grown ups sixty some episodes is probably too much for what the story offers. See, that's um, what I was kind of getting. Like, it sounds yeah. like so much of this show is filler, and then you get those really important moments, like when it sweeps week or something. Yeah. But then also, like, half of our chat likes fucking Sailor Moon, so... <laughs> okay, that's that's actually... Listen, the 90s was a different rare. time. In the 90s. Okay. I could not watch that show now. No, I absolutely could not. I tried. Oof. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's, so like, there are, so like, that's fair warning, but also I know, I know some of y'all can put up with a lot, so (laughs) I don't feel, thinking about Uh, that, I'm not, I don't feel as bashful about, right, right. yeah, there's slow parts, it completely lends everything it's supposed to, so this show brought me a lot of joy, and I've been looping the songs, um, a lot of them are just extremely good and sweet, and all just extremely character focused like this is my internal conflict this is why i am suffering this is why xyz oh this is fun man cartoons these days would be a lot more bearable without all the singing don't worry there's don't worry they they only have songs on the episodes on the important episodes (laughs) on the episodes where we have budget yeah like if you tried 
if you tried to cut out of the filler, you'd get all episodes with all songs. Yeah, that's kind (laughs) of... Because those are the important ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not... You can't really do, like, filler skipping. Because they they pull those threads from the filler apps, like, in constantly. Just like, all right, we're going to reference this thing, so... Well, but. at least at least the filler is there. It's kind of like a standalone complex where it has standalone episodes and complex episodes where the standalone episodes are their own thing, but their themes kind of get pulled into the complex storyline, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I compare it with Sailor Moon, but it's it doesn't do like the for, the rigid formula thing. Like yeah. they have a bunch of different. Um, it's it's still not progressing the plot, but it's right. still they're doing stuff with it. It's adding it's, it's things watchable. that they can pull back to later at the very least. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It feel there's there are running jokes and running threads that evolve through the filler episodes. Like they do a lot with it. That's cool. So I'm especially coming off of Frozen Two, which was obviously so disappointing. <laughs> which I think everyone here can agree was just obviously like went through twelve drafts or or had like twelve first drafts and none of them worked. And then they're like, well, it's been five years and we've already animated these seven scenes, so we gotta Ugh. make the rest of the movie somehow. Mm. Um, that's what that movie feels like to me. And then this is just like, all right, we're small, we're under the radar enough that the studio isn't going to make us make this bad. Right. (laughs) We can make it good. I mean, they obviously sounds like they took their time with it though. Since like you said, the first movie was 2010. Yeah. Well, I mean the, no, I mean the, the series didn't start until either 2016 or 2017. So they actually chewed through this pretty quick. Um, just like a, a season a year. Hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I'm, I was very pleased with it. I, I it was a very nice journey and I'm going to return to those songs frequently. Cause that's the thing with musicals <laughs> is that you can just, you can just go to like those individual moments and you're just immediately thrust back into the, the feelings and emotion of the story. And it's always just like, Oh, this feels so nice <laughs> or sad. Oh. Definitely sad. Lots of sad. Oh, there's some gut. There's a couple moments in the back half where it's just like things are finally starting. Where you just have two characters that desperately need to talk and have a conversation, mm-hmm. and then something, just the worst possible thing, gets in the way at exactly the wrong time, and it's just devastating. It's just like, oh no! <laughs> but you also understand everyone involved. Like, yeah, I. I get why this is happening. I hate it, but I get it. Mm. Oh, Brett, what have you been up to? I was just thinking how I've been listening to a ton of the Simple Gear soundtrack at work this week. <laughs> just like, take me back to those moments, even yeah. though I don't understand the lyrics. Oh, that's wild. I mean, you can tell them apart. Oof. Yeah. Sorry. Oof. <laughs> Oof. John always Sorry. has a knife out for Simple Gear. It's fine. <laughs> Just a little pinprick. I was just like, yeah, I know. Just like, well, there's not really a comparison. No, <laughs> no, it totally is compared. Like, I have actually listened to the um my favorite season two episode, yeah. the, the, the one. one. I, I keep playing. I have returned to that one song quite a bit because I I can actually connect it with like an emotional feeling, cool. and I'm like, oh man, there's the chills. There's the feels. Cool. The one moment it, it, the show was good. <laughs> Uh, I played a video game. Yo, we talk about, about those it. sometimes. It's weird just having done the anime episode and then John going into right, a cartoon. It's, just, it's like, yeah. oh, right. It's like, oh, right, we, we do. used to do primarily video games. <laughs> we used to do video games on this show. <laughs> uh, 
I played a game called My Friend Pedro. Oh, hey, it's a Devolver Digital thing. I've heard of this, yeah. <laughs> what, so, if, what if blank, but drugs? Yeah, kind of. So <laughs> This game is interesting because I'm playing it v- coming off very shortly after uh, Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. This is another 2D action platformer where you have sl- time-slowing down <laughs> powers. Oh, no, it's June in the audience. <laughs> So here's the thing, though, what I think found interesting about this game Mm -hmm. is that when faced with a design decision, it feels like they went the opposite way from Katana Zero. Oh, how do you Where it's like, like, in Katana Zero, how much time slowing down do you have? Like, barely any. Just a little. In this game, you've got like two seconds in Katana Zero. It's ridiculous. Yeah. In this game, you have... It may as well be unlimited. Like, yeah. I ran out a few times in the entire game. You can just turn it on, and every time you shoot an enemy, you'll get more. So if you hit an enemy with, like, a shotgun blast, you're just full up again. That's... It's like a minute of slowdown. It's fucking crazy. Like, the only time I was regularly running out was on the final boss because I just wanted to be in slowdown the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This game sounds like it's embracing all of the exact opposite design. Yeah. And then there's, like, the graphical style, where Katana Zero, you know, sprite-based, very, uh... Very stylized. Very, very nice, stylized and nice to look at. My friend Pedro, it's 3D. Kind of ugly. Told me, if you told me it was made from, like, kind of store-bought assets, I'd believe you. Yeah. Especially the first world is just kind of, like, generic warehouse stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a great-looking game, no. I'll be honest. No. Uh, this isn't really an actual comparison between the games, but because, like, okay, uh... Katana Zero, it's it's in the name of the game. Katana. This game, you have guns. So that's a pretty big difference between them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I played Katana Zero with the controller because of just how it was set up. I played this with mouse and keyboard because, you know, pinpoint aiming. Pretty pres- Yeah, you kind of want mouse. that precision. Yeah. So like, It just feels like in so many ways they just went completely opposite directions. Where And this game does not feel like Hotline Miami at all. Like and, even that, and that's even the impression that, it, that I get yeah. from it. When I looked at um, some of the video, I thought, this kind of looks a little Hotline Miami-ish. Like, you even have a life bar in this. You don't actually die in one hit. Oh, and then weird. if you do die, you just restart from a checkpoint. Like, it's more about doing a perfect run through a level mm-hmm. once you're good. But, like, your first time, you can mess up a lot. Nice. It doesn't really give a shit. So it's really not that punishing. I probably might go through it again on the harder difficulty just to see what changes. I went through normal, and it was pretty breezy. Mm. So it feels a lot more like 2D Max Payne. Ooh, because, that's my jam. Because you are just going into slow-mo, ha- being able to stay in slow-mo for a long fucking time, mm-hmm. and just slowly shoot every enemy and just watch those bullets fly through the air. Yeah. And so the weird thing in this is that you have a dodge move, which is like a pirouette, and it looks really <laughs> weird. So your character just kind of spins, and if you're spinning, you don't get hit by bullets. Nice. <laughs> and the other funny thing about... So when you spin, your arms go out to the side. Oh, and, and that's... Okay. I'm so seeing... like, Yeah. If you attack during that, the bullets will actually just match where yeah. his hands actually are at the moment, and not where you're pointing. Which is a little weird at first, but once you get good at it, <laughs> then you can start like really closely watching the pirouette animation while you're in slow-mo and then still shooting at the correct times to keep hitting enemies. That's and cool that feels shit. really good. That's cool as shit. 
Because when I started out, I was like, why the fuck are like half my shots not even close? And I realized what's going on. It's like, oh, okay. Like, you really kind of only want to dodge if you need to so because it fucks up your aiming. Yeah. But then you can also work around that in some ways. So it's, 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 it's kind of like game... learning two different aiming systems and being able to kind of manage them on the fly. Yeah. The other thing in this, I for- forget the exact controls because I played this like two weeks ago and everything has emptied from my head since then. <laughs> so like you start with twin handguns and then later on you get twin Uzis. You can also do split aiming. Oh, which it's like, I think it's hold right click on a point and then your right gun will shoot at that when your left gun will shoot wherever you left click. Yeah. So you can shoot in two spots at once. And oh. again, when you do the pirouette, then you're managing two different guns at the same time. That's sick. It's kind of weird because you get the handgun, you start the game with t- twin handguns, and then the next upgrade is the twin Uzis. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the guns are just like shotgun, assault rifle, and sniper rifle. I don't see so they... rifles being very fun with these mechanics. No, so that's the thing, is that the whole second half of the game, you don't have the dual aiming. Oh. Or you have it, but like the better guns are all single Really? Weapon. Because it doesn't yeah. sound like... With the way the guns were Like, having two guns, it sounds like you have way more options than just like, oh, I have a shotgun, and now I can do slow-mo. Because that's literally just Max yeah. Payne. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of weird that, like, they kind of introduce and then drop partially the twin aiming stuff yeah. later on. But then the shotgun is so good feeling. You kind of want a good... Like, if your game doesn't have a good shotgun, go go yeah. back to the drawing board, please. <laughs> so, like, even though it was like, oh, I can only shoot one enemy at a time with the shotgun, it's also like, one click, he's gone. If you're close enough, just seeing, like, every individual pellet shoot out and hit an enemy, it's like, oh, yeah, this is real fucking satisfying as well. Got a nice crunchy sound effect? I don't really remember, mm. honestly. Everything is kind of, you know, modulated through the slow-mo, I think. Right, right, right. And then the assault rifle is just really strong, so that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. The sniper rifle is silly because, again, because you're getting to use it in this extreme slow-mo, you could do stuff that is, like, billion percent unfeasible, like jumping through the air sniper rifling multiple enemies in like a second <laughs> like and like the sniper rifle is pretty much one hit one yeah kill. one hit yeah one shot one kill so like doing that to enemies like on the other side of the screen because it does give you you know a little laser sight mm-hmm. it's just it's just ridiculous like so this game overall i would say extremely good game feel once you get a little past some of the initial wonkiness mm-hmm. cool like the animation is a little weird because especially with the twin aiming weapons the game is trying so hard to match the character's arms to where you're aiming, but then when you are able to have your left arm and your right arm aiming at different points, doing jumps and spins through the air, and then on a dime, pressing shift to pirouette to dodge bullets, the arms are just like, okay, they're going to bend in some weird ways right now. It's it's a little janky looking, yeah. but we're, we're doing our best. This is definitely yeah, I, a game I, that looks... It's definitely a game that's got to look. It's just, like, people doing the best with what they got. And yeah, it sounds like they really... It feels a little budget. It. Yeah. But definitely... Like, it, it's pretty good at just introducing kind of a new level gimmick every time that doesn't get in the way very much. Because mm-hmm. there's some stuff... There's, like, skateboards in the game for some reason. Okay. 
like the whole tone of this game, like again, going back to Katana Zero, which took itself very seriously, mm-hmm. this game is goofy as shit. That's fantastic. Where it's like some levels will just start on a, with a skateboard, so then you can just start doing kickflips and then you know, <laughs> shoot enemies while skateboarding, land back on the skateboard. Like there's a specific button to kick the skateboard so that you can catch it. That's it's really so weird. Good. That's so good. Another thing is like there are just frying pans in some levels, and if you shoot a frying pan or like any sort of deflection object, mm. it'll automatically home towards an enemy. So you can just kick a frying pan into the air, start shooting it, and it'll just it'll reflect into every enemy around it. They seriously thought this shit out very well. This is just every like again, every question they had what would be fun and what would be cool, they went with like, you know. They went with the, the most answer. obvious and extreme of the answers. Yeah. Well, I will say the sto- so the downsides though is that the story is like basically nothing. Yeah, it kind because of they figures. just clearly didn't give a shit. Yeah. There's one level that is kind of like the haha, it's the drug level that really kind of bugged me because it gets a little too goofy. Mm-hmm. Where you're like running through like clouds and like oh. <laughs> rainbows and shit. It's like, "Oh, this this feels off." Give me my, you know, grim murder simulator. <laughs> it doesn't even sound grim. It just sounds silly. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of blood in this. And I think when you sh- hit enemies with the shotgun, they do kind of, you know, splatter a bit. Yes! Like, it is still violent. Uh, like, the humor in this game is almost so bad. They they make a internet joke where they go, oh, wow, it really is a series of tubes. Oof. Oof. Like oh, that joke Oof. is like literally a decade old. Man, that's like a joke, or more. That's like, like a, a 2004 joke or something. A joke that sounds like it's straight out of Perceptions of the Dead. <laughs> oh no! So like, so like the humor in this doesn't really land like at all for me, mm-hmm. or the story. Mm-hmm. But like the gameplay is what definitely what carried it. Uh, definitely so, sounds cool. It's a cool game. Uh, Polly, Yo. what you been up to? I've been up to a few things, and I'll probably just fire them all off here and just unload and then let y'all kick the ball oh, back and forth okay. a few other times. <laughs> Look, I have been up to a whole lot, and the things that I have been up to have been relatively light mm-hmm. in terms of like time investment and what I needed to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, given that now you know we're kind of heading into a, a more kind of settled-in stage of quarantine, there I will obviously have more to talk about next time because I've got some stuff lined up that I want to play and, and I want to watch, so... I'll definitely have more, but the stuff I have right now is kind of like a lot of silly one-off stuff that will just go yeah. over in rapid succession. So the first thing I played was a cute little indie visual novel. Uh, it is a Toho fan game. Okay. <laughs> and it is named Sakuya Izayoi Gives You Advice and Dabs. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you about the, this video game. What it says on the can, what it says right there on the tin, that is exactly what this game is. Sakuya is <laughs> uh, the the lovely maid of Scarlet Devil Mansion. Uh, she gives you advice, and afterwards, she dabs on your ass. <laughs> and it's the funniest fucking thing. We, uh, me, me and Beepner streamed this, and it, it was a very, very silly experience. Uh, it was a good way to waste an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, once you've seen it once, it's kind of like you, you, you know, it's not something you come back to. But once you, you see it once, and it's a really great little time. You were saying? 
I mean, some of the advice actually seemed pretty decent, all things considered. Yeah, like, it, it has to play it fast and loose and be a little vague with a lot of the advice, oh, but, yeah. there's, but there's some good stuff in there. There's, like, some good, solidly... Some good little nuggets. Yeah, there's, there's little yeah. nuggets there that are, that are, that are general enough, uh, and the sentiment is, is just right. Uh, that, that that I feel it's like yeah that's like it's cute that you made that like I don't know what prompted that I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what Toho meme this spawned from but the person that took it and ran with it you did a real good job of putting a thing together like for a nice fun one off joke um you you absolutely deserve the ninety nine cents that Rhett gave you for it um. <laughs> It's but Polly, it's not actually a one-off. It is not a one-off because there was a free DLC launch just shortly before I decided to stream this. And it is Notori Kawashiro offers you advice in exchange for cucumbers and eats the cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Such again, descriptive titles. Again, that DLC, what it says on the tin, that's what you're getting. It's, again, it's full. It's full of more, um, I guess, worldly advice. Less like the stuff that you talk about with Sakia is more kind of um, emotionally, kind of mental exercises, and just kind of like mm-hmm. being generally good to people and yourself. Whereas um, Notorious advice is more practical, like how to avoid scams, don't gamble. <laughs> um, just really fun and dumb shit like that. Look, it's it's a silly meme game. And yeah. it's, it's you're not going to get much out of it other than the funny memes and the funny jokes. Um I know that the person making it like they sort of wanted to use this as a conduit to kind of they they're working on a more uh serious uh visual novel project. Uh-huh. So, um yeah, like it it's it's really cool. It's got cute writing like yeah, it is what it is. It's it's 99 cents. It's just a cute thing. And the dab the dab is so good. <laughs> when Sakuya dabs on you, it's real good. When you get that double dab at the end, when you do the bonus scene, just boom. Just flipping that image back and forth over and over, man. You get dabbed the fuck on. You, if you've never been dabbed on by a maid, I would highly suggest, I would highly suggest Sakuya Ezioi gives advice and dabs. I, the shitpost is an art is a grand art unto itself and a grand tradition. Yes. And the shitpost game is a beautiful <laughs> tradition yes, that like, does not receive sufficient respect and appreciation. Absolutely. And it sounds like a beautiful example of that. This is a fantastic example of just being a shitpost game whose heart is also in the right place. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a really fun and cute thing. I like it. I like it. So, uh, along with that, I also checked out Kind Words. Mm. Kind Words is, um, it's not really a game. It's its kind of just a, a, I don't know whether I would call it like a social experiment or, or I don't know really what I would call this, it's, but it's... It's like Homestuck? It's, it's internet, internet connected software. It's internet connected <laughs> software. Um, and it's Check 100% on. anonymous. Uh, and oh, pe- good. people post messages of just things that they're dealing with. You know, things are trying to work past, and you can send them letters and, and like an answer back and forth. It's just this really cute anonymous thing that uh, is surprisingly well moderated. I've put about three hours into kind of answering messages and and sending uh-huh. out, and you know putting a couple of requests out myself to see what people would do. And 
like the community is very well behaved. Um, I haven't seen one single instance of anything questionable, problematic, or bad. It's just people in general, mm. like just seemingly just being genuinely nice to one another. And this thing has been out for a while now. So if it was going to get infested yeah. with a bunch of crummy assholes, like you figured that that would have happened by now. But in the almost mm -hmm. three or so hours that I've spent with it, it's been a pretty pleasant little experience. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, hey, put some advice out there. Maybe give somebody a little bit of a feel. Like, Lord knows people need a pick-me-up, especially, yeah. you know, in times like these. And there seems to be a lot of that going around, and it's just, I was really genuinely surprised at how kind and nice and, and it, 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 of an experience it is. It's something that I will probably keep installed and just check in on periodically, you know, to like throw something out there or, you know, send, you know, answer somebody's request, things like that. And, it's so nice. Yeah, there's like, there's no gamification to it at all. There's no like, oh, well, send 10 letters a day, get an achievement or anything like, like that. There's nothing, there's nothing like that. It's just, this thing is what it is. It's an anonymous message board with a very cute 3D front end. Um, your little character, you see them sitting there writing letters. You've got a deer that pokes his head in and takes your letter and sends it off. It's just, it's just this very cute and super just... It's so positive and it's so good that something like that exists, especially in the world uh, that we're living in now. Um, yeah, it, it, It's just a really cool thing. <laughs> Thought I wasn't playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the community is still nice because I kind of figure if if there were assholes, they got banned pretty quickly when the game was blowing up. Yeah, and yeah. now it's it's been like six months. It's just like it's the real dedicated people. Yeah, yeah. Like it, 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 still... it you can see like 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 you can definitely kind of identify some people because you know you you, you communicate uh -oh. enough sometimes. It's mm -hmm. just like oh, I know that writing style, or you misspell that word every time. Uh, that's probably the same <laughs> oh. person. Um, there's like five people still dedicated to oh, writing no, letters. Oh no, there's then. there's plenty. Okay. Like, I couldn't. I mean, obviously, I can't put any yeah. number to it, but I'll guarantee you, there's more than a hundred or so people that are That's dedicated cool. to still going out there and regularly putting in requests and, and you know answering with letters and sending each other cute stickers and things like that that you can put in your room. That's really cute. It's a really cute little game. That's very nice. Uh, but the big thing I played is I streamed. I streamed the first one, and I've only done the first third, first fourth of the second one. So we'll, we'll we'll hit them up in order. I played a an indie visual novel called Perceptions of the Dead. Um, the first one is a collection of three short stories. Uh, kind of inter it's playing a lot of setup uh, for the second game. It seems like uh, we're we're setting up a bunch of characters, uh, and the idea is it's just like we're we're dealing with ghosts, the afterlife, hauntings, and things like that. So mm -hmm. uh, the first story uh, it comes like this this thing comes swinging out of the gate with a really great uh, first story um, about this. Uh, a uh, live streaming girl who streams herself doing like uh, ghost hunts and stuff, and um, she ends up going to a hospital. It turns out he's actually haunted. She ends up meeting a lot of 
really creepy and scary ghosts gets attacked by ghosts and it ends up being what you know like what that, that a life-changing moment really like you realize like ghosts are real there's an afterlife and she has this moment where she just screams but i'm an atheist <laughs> it's just so entirely silly um uh, but um this is also fully voiced over, and uh, the chick that does uh, Jill's voice is incredibly well. She's super emotive and gives that character a whole bunch of life that really made her her story just like a really fun uh, treat to go through. Like I really like the the first story uh, in that first game. Uh, did not like the last two. Um, they mm. in, they introduced a new character who I still don't know what his fucking deal is. I don't know if he's alive or dead or what. Like they're very bad at explaining it. Um, but he's a ghost hunter too, I guess. Um, and he has this very monotone way of delivering every line. Oh man. Where he sounds the most un, like, he sounds like he's being held at gunpoint to read these lines. And it definitely, like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, the stories that they tell with him with those last two stories, they're kind of bad, but his reading of this character makes it way worse because it was just like, dude, if you're not here and you're checked out, what do you think that's doing to me? <laughs> Where do you think I am right now? I think the I think the deal is that they were trying to make a like a badass, you know, Geralt yeah, type figure like, that just knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what's happening. And he comes in and he solves the problem and he's just doing his job and he's competent. Yeah, but they like. They do it bad. They yeah. do a bad job. Anyway. Yeah, and and along with that, like, it doesn't handle its supernatural elements in a way that makes them fun or intriguing or interesting. <laughs> it handles them like they're an episode of Fate Stay Night where there are rules and, like, it, it boils down to just, like, characters expositing for minutes on end saying words with sounds coming out of their mouths... But after two minutes of me clicking and listening, they didn't say a fucking thing. You pulled that Fate Stay Night reference out because I was watching the podcast and I realized the um, the stream and went, oh, oh, this is like Garden of Sinners, isn't it? <laughs> no, like, what really, like, like, when you said, when you mentioned rules the first time, that's when Fate Stay Night hit me. Because I know that, like, the Fate series, like, mm. operates on a big set of rules that like get changed and like and this story doesn't seem to be like it makes rules but then it kind of seems like it's skirting them and it's it's so confusing Um, it has the same texture as fate where it's introducing all of these rules and it just has zero discipline with actually like building to a climax that uses those rules in like (laughs) an engaging way like they tell you all of the rules and then the climax completely just forgets because i don't think that the author knew how to write an action scene so they had to wrap them up very quickly (laughs) um because like the oh my god yeah the big climax in the first one is just like like and i think it happens in uh in the first story the second one too is just jill saying the things that are happening and then being completely useless on the sidelines (laughs) <laughs> like that's literally right. her role is to stand there and say wow other cool people are doing the cool things i'm standing here <laughs> mm-hmm. the first one it wrapped up it felt basically okay because yeah. like because it was a short thing it was like okay it's just a short 
horror thing where a scary thing happens and then it ends. Yeah, like the hospital story, 100% fine with that. Like, that was fun. Like, the way they wrapped that up, it was really cool. And they introduced, like, and the characters, they still had an air of mystique about them. They were fun. I didn't know the rules that governed (laughs) Oh my god. Everything. Everything. The fucking magical tattoo. Like, what? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, bro. Dude, bro. He's, he was a good character when I didn't know anything about him. Like, when he was just, like, a dude, ba- a dead dude that was baking cookies, and he was super into his party. Like, it was a fun character, but then, like, they turn him into a Fate Stay Night character. <laughs> I am so, I am gay. I am mad about this. Okay, I'm mad at this, actually. <laughs> hey, John, when yeah? you posted that one clip of Polly blowing up about rules, I saw uh-huh. the one line of dialogue there and went, uh, this reminds me of Fate, huh? <laughs> they they reference <laughs> magic circuits. <laughs> magic yeah, something circuits. like that. Exactly. That was exactly what I thought of, too. <laughs> so, it, it, so, like, we get through that story, and then, like, the last two are about Tyrone, and they're just, like, these one-offs. That, like, one of them is, like, this one-off story about an ice cream truck that's haunted and oh, kidnapped. it just goes nowhere. It just goes <laughs> fucking nowhere for 15 minutes. It's just... <sighs> it's just... I'm narrating this very long story. It is 15 minutes long. I am not the least bit interested in anything that I am saying. <laughs> and it, j- dude, it drones on like that for 15 minutes, and the story at the end is just like, why is this here? This did not meet, this did not advance, introduce anything. You could have easily saved Tyrone's introduction for the next story, which isn't that much better. Uh, the only it thing- is better. It is better. It, it's just better, a little bit. but just a little. Like the only thing better about it is that it has a that that cool graphic of the chick hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, like that's the, a moment where Tyrone is like actually like scared. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, we almost have stakes. Oh, cool. And then they just then it, hand wave it, it. Then they hand wave it. And then they have like twenty. It feels like twenty more minutes after the climax. And oh then it ends. my god, that's another thing that this game has a problem with. Is that like that story should have ended 15 minutes ago, but y'all are still talking. And then there's the government agents. And now you're talking about aliens. It's, okay. uh, I was there for, I was there for the whole stream. For yeah. These. That's why I'm taking such a, yeah. An active role here. Yeah. So, so then we move to perceptions of the dead too, which I've only oh. done the first story of this one. And I'm probably only like, I'm probably not going to finish that game uh, because I don't see that. I don't see any stream value to me sitting here being like, I don't like this. This is bad. Because mm. um, the, 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 the story you played, it was like two hours long. The remaining ones are going to be a little bit shorter, but there's the, you played the main story, and then yeah, wasn't a great time. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the main story is just, again, like the second, uh, the second game's first story is where everything starts going real fady, where they start just like taking <laughs> scene after scene of trying to, like this bitch is trying to explain to me what what a ghost is and spends five minutes again words coming out of her mouth mouth is moving <laughs> did not say a fucking thing didn't even commit to it at the end because she was just like yeah it's just a theory like you spent five minutes of my fucking time and not bitch oh boy it's that just, one was rough uh, john is just grinding his teeth every time you say fate in a negative context though <laughs> but then there's <laughs> 
But then there's like the wheel. They build the stuff. Like this doesn't build anything. No, it, it goes doesn't. for two and a half hours, and then it just wet fart at the end. It wet farts, and then that then it has a twenty minute outro that just rolls around oh, in all that mess God. with like the government agent and trying to be like you're you're gonna work for us now. It's just like what is going on? Like okay, they're rivals now. What? What is? I don't. And then, like, the one guy, he's supposed to be really super, the fat dude, he's supposed to be super important, but they're like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna not say why, because that's part of the mystery. Like, oh my god. People. Like, look, I, mm. <laughs> look, I, they probably had fun making this, and they obviously cared a lot about putting this out into the world with as much effort went into the art with as much effort that went into making sure this thing was fully voiced. Um, I admire that. And I like, and even if you enjoy this, like, that's awesome. Like, it's great. The way that this thing handles its supernatural elements is just a 100% non-starter for me though. Like this, this is a story that would benefit so much from showing and not telling. And just pruning shears with the editing there. It needs so much editing because you don't need to give me, like, you don't need to give me any explanation for how ghosts work. When I know that there is a ghost in fiction, I know that things can be real fucking weird, and it's okay mm-hmm. to just let that ride. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that seems like kind of the entire point of supernatural stories, is to not explain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, the the use of of that kind of exposition is that you can build up to, like an action-packed climax where you understand the stakes because you they've explained the rules exactly. early on. Yeah. And they don't but they don't do that here. They don't have the big action climax. It would be better served either by actually building to something or by just being more actually horror and yeah. then taking out most of this rules nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, if... it's just any, it's just anything where the the scale of the production, the quality of the production is so, is so completely out outclasses the quality of the writing yes mm-hmm. and that just is very it's such an off-putting yeah combo yeah yeah like and there's also a big old elephant in the room with these games that i don't understand it makes me feel very awkward even talking about it but i gotta bring it up because i can't get it out of my head and i can't figure it out this game has a weird race relations thing going on that i don't understand yeah. at all so, yeah. every story that I have played in this series, all three stories in the first game and the first story of the second game, every single one of them, anytime a black man is featured, he makes it a point to point out that he is an intimidating black man. What is going on? I don't know any black people that talk like this. This is very uncomfortable i wish i knew more about the author because this is a thing that like i said every single story the first story dude mentions being an intimidating black man second story he mentions being a gangbanger third story intimidating black man the first story of the second game literally has a what don't all black guys look the same joke Like, what the fuck? What is this game's issue with, like... I'm so... 
confused as to what I am supposed to be getting from this. Like, is this like a racist that's writing this or I mean I think you understand completely. <laughs> I think so, given how fuck it like 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 I said, like it would be I... it would be weird if it happened once. But the fact that it is in every single story, and it is always the black person pointing this thing out about themselves, it's so fucking weird. Ha ha ha, you must be scared to be alone with me. Just like, oh man, yeah, dude. I was oh, is that, is that, that in there? That's in there. That's in oh. there. It's, oh boy. It's very... Yeah, y'all are giving this so much to the benefit of the doubt when I'm hearing <laughs> this out of context going, yo, fuck this. I, yeah, like, I... Like, like, part of me is just like, I, I'm not even ashamed to admit that I went on Google and tried to find the author and be like, what am I missing here? Yeah. I try, because, but I can't find anything about the person. So oh, I, I did. It's on the site. Oh. Yeah. It's a, um, but yeah, it's on the site that they, the name, the Twitter for the author and the oh, Twitter for right, the artist. Right, 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 But yeah, um, <laughs> re- really weird. Like good on yeah, you, it's... good good production values. Like those, those visual novels, <laughs> like they. Hey, especially that first one. It's free and it looks and sounds that good. Good job. But um, yeah. But 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 um, yeah. Like I mean, I guess if you like supernatural stories that are gonna explain literally everything to you that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't need explained, and that's just a smidge racism. Um, maybe perceptions <laughs> of the dead. Is this good for you? I don't. Know. I don't know what niche this this. I d- yeah, I'm. I'm just kind of at the end of the day left confused as to I I, because hmm. I, I can't say that it's terrible. I could say that it's like to my tastes. I don't think that it's good, um, but I th- I don't think that it's objectively bad. It's got this kind of like I mean I I guess if you give this to certain tweens they would think that it's great, um, and I know people that do like it, and I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, yeah. you know, make it sound like I'm shitting on anybody's tastes at all, but I don't, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I'm just... I think the I understand people vibing with it because I think the the quality of the production mm-hmm. and a lot of the voice acting um, kind of elevates a lot of really lousy material. Yeah, yeah. Like Jill's character, like so much of that of Jill's being endearing is just performance and the art. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And like I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you take Jill out of that story though, and it's oh man, unbearable. Yeah, they realized that for the second game because she's in all of the stories. <laughs> oh, um, it's it's rough. Yeah, um, they got a lot of other VNs on their itch page. If you want, I we could try, we could sample some more and see. I don't, see. <laughs> I don't know that I want to because I kind of feel that like like I know that there are other ones are like oh well it's magic well now you're just gonna over explain magic. <laughs> you're gonna over like I think that they all deal with these elements of like mysticism and the supernatural and they all deal in probably over explaining them and making them not fun anymore and I think that mm-hmm. that's just a bad way to approach this unless you're doing it properly like like John said you you create that moment where like you, you need that climax where this all comes together and makes sense and you, you there was a reason for you to explain all that shit to me uh, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that it ever actually. Yeah, these games get never get there, unfortunately. So that that's kind of all I've been up to. Uh, rest of the shows, y'all, so go ahead, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I played a game too. 
Did that you? I was also quite frustrated with. Uh oh. That oh, I had maybe a bad time with. I'd even say. Whoa. I'm crossing my arms now, so you know I'm serious. Got you. Got your mm. eyebrows all furrowed down, and your frown. I've got like a, a scowl. Got a big sneer. I've got like clenching, clenching up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was meaning my fist. That was ambiguous when yeah. I was clenching. Sorry about that. It could have been teeth, could have been, could have been other things. It was your butt. Uh, it was your butt. John Cockton eyebrow. John Cockton. <laughs> that's another thing. The second fucking game, like, they really <laughs> love that line of Jill Cockton eyebrow because it's literally, like, used 20 times in the first story. They just needed, they really needed, like, an editor. Yeah. A friend to edit. Definitely. Nobody was editing. It's just, like I said, the scale where artists are obviously very good at what they're doing, voice actors are obviously very good at what they're doing. They're not, they don't quite recognize the bad writing or the relationship isn't at a point where they can tell yeah that this is bad yeah they can't talk about it um she's trying to... not to like if this is a paycheck <laughs> i'm getting it I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a paycheck i'm just gonna go <laughs> you enjoy it <laughs> um but i played pff, i played legend of zelda or seasons <laughs> Ew, zelda games <laughs> So I think those. I was some hot takes coming out now, pooping on Zelda. So I, I, I was worried that I was too mean to this game when I played it, when mm-hmm. I finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got like two weeks, like yesterday. I was like, oh, I haven't thought of that game. I mean, Rhett pointed out that it's been a busy two weeks. Yeah, like but, yeah. It's, it's not surprising that you're not thinking about a video game you maybe didn't have the greatest experience with in the last yeah. two weeks. It's, it, it's not it surprising just... that that's a little far from your mind right now. But it did just like completely leave my brain. Oof. So have y'all played? Red hasn't. I have. Probably. Have y'all played? You I mean, played I played or- Link's Awakening. It was like, mm, yes, I could go for more of this, and then I didn't. Link's Awakening mm-hmm. is good. I don't think the Oracle games but this- are very good. I don't like them very. Are they much. the same engine though? Like, weren't they just kind of like exactly they spun the them off to Capcom? They so, feel like- they feel like they feel like Bromax. <laughs> but they should feel good because that game feels good. Yeah, it feels good in exactly the same way Link's Awakening felt good, except... Okay. except Literally that. <laughs> um, except but hackers like, who do three tile jumps and break the, into the end game before they should will have a bad time. <laughs> oh my god, I broke the intended flow of that game doing something That's very really hilarious. easy and obvious, and it just... It, I wasted about an hour of my life <laughs> because I broke this. <laughs> like, I couldn't accomplish anything. I, I know, just that's so good! <laughs> But yeah, I skipped to an end game. I skipped to an end game area about three dungeons early, and then it just was like blank, and you couldn't do anything. And I went into a room, and there, you, there's a thing where you have there's a volcano, and under the volcano is like a lava pit. And I threw a bomb in the lava pit, and nothing happened. And mm. then I walked away. And then I came back at the end game, and there was now an NPC there. And then they're just like la di da di da. They don't give you any hints, and the solution is to throw a bomb in the <laughs> lava pit. And it just wow. you just get if you get there early, it just doesn't do anything. That's great. Whoops. So the whole thing just feels a little sloppy um, with how the overworld comes together. Mm. Uh, there's just a I was there was a lot of like I'm stuck and then I get the solution and I'm like, uh, that's not very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably the most fun I had was the overworld stuff. The because that's the the adventure game part where you're like wandering around, you don't know where where you're necessarily supposed to go next, and you have to just kind of poke at the edges of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the dungeons are just nothing. 
Like, I couldn't tell you anything Aww. about any of them. See, like, I still remember the Link's Awakening dungeons as being yeah. fun yeah. little, like, they're fun little puzzle boxes and mazes that I know worked really well. I cannot remember a single Oracle dungeon. Oh, man. That's too bad, because, yeah, the, I think the dungeons are the best part of Awakening. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Awakening dungeons are really nice. The, the tower one at the end is Ooh, really yeah. cool. Yes. Turtle Rock, I can even remember the shape of. Yep. Um, But... Yeah, you get to this one, and it's just like, it's just, we are making a Zelda dungeon. Yep. <laughs> I don't like, um, there's scrolling in the dungeons. Um, oh, yeah. Where it doesn't show you the whole screen on the one screen. Yeah. Except that every single room is an identical, identically shaped square. Yeah. It's just like a bigger, a slightly bigger square than the camera. Mm-hmm. So it's like, huh. why, why even add scrolling if you're just going to make it the same square every room. Yeah, it, it like, feels point, very uh, tacked on. Uh, that's Was Awakening only single screen stuff? Yep. Yeah, exclusively. Yeah, it never, so, it, so this scrolls, but only a little bit? But only a little bit and only in the dungeons. It's really weird. That's really weird. <laughs> it just feels, it like, feels like Mario, Super Mario Brothers on the Game Boy Color, where it's just like... Yeah. Oh, no, that's bad. <clears throat> Or it's just like oh, that's what I was gonna say. It's like the level designer just do did everything at a certain resolution. They were just like, oh fuck, you, you made them twenty five percent too big. Yeah, and they just is, fucking went with it anyways. Which is especially rough with this one because all the dungeon rooms are very empty. Yep. Oh, oh. it's just like a bunch of empty rooms. <laughs> um, there's like a couple of the last dungeons in this one are literally like linear set series of action challenges in a lined up in a row yeah so which game did you play seasons Seasons. the action one that's so that is the action one yeah Uh i'm sure ages is so much better everyone told me like i start i got like four dungeons in and i was like i don't really like this that much and they were like well (laughs) you should have played ages that's the good one if you play ages now just to spite you (laughs) If you were playing Ages, you just would be coming your brains out constantly because it's so <laughs> miraculously good. You should have played Ages. That one's the good one. Oh, my, I can't even believe you. You should just... I cannot believe it. You are playing Seasons instead. I'm writing a note here. I'm going to play... This is my quarantine game, Ages. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to play it. Oh, no. Uh, Jetstorm in 4 chat says, The Oracle games are not that great, but Seasons is better. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so, Seasons has the cute girl. Okay. Seasons does have the cute girl. I'm not, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Now, this game, you know how Link's Awakening has introduction, then you got the Marin scene on the beach. Mm-hmm. Very nice. You, she sings a song by the fountain, too. Yep. And then you have the scene in the ruins mm-hmm. where they straight up tell you, like, this is a dream. Yep. But it's still, like, three dungeons from the end, so it's it's really eerie. Yeah. And it's also divorced from the normal dungeon flow, so it comes out like, oh, this is beefy story when I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get to the ending, and it's really final and moving and yes, complete. it's a very full and complete narrative, and it just feels real good when you hit it. It feels real good. So I, I've been, like, kind of a little mean to Link's Awakening, just sort of out of a contrarian urge lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this game made me be like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Link's Awakening Link's is real Awakening good. Link's Awakening is actually really good. Link's Awakening yeah, is real good. Like it, it's, I feel like Link's Awakening is the first one where they stopped, where they didn't like 
upend the vocabulary too much. Mm-hmm. Like Link's Awakening, like yeah. Zelda One, Zelda Two, completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Link to the Past, completely different from those two games. And then Link's Awakening is sort of Link, a lot of Link to the Past's vocabulary just yeah. on the Game Boy. Yeah. I mean, on the um, Game Boy is fucking impressive. Yeah, of course. And then uh, they and it feels great. scrolling to fit everything into single screen stuff again, which is also it's super also smart. Yeah. Um, so it's, but like in that sense, I was like, well, if you look at these first six Zelda games, like Ocarina and then Ocarina of oh. like there's one of these that pushes things like the least forward with just like how it plays. Like that, that is yeah. the most just imitating the previous game. Yeah. And that's Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Because again, it tells a good story yeah. and it's fun and it feels good. Uh, it has dungeons I remember, <laughs> and music I remember. <laughs> this and just characters. copies. This just copies the and and characters I remember. So oh yeah, that's what I was building to. So Link's Awakening has all those like story scenes that are like a minute a pop, like yeah. a minute and a half a pop. Yeah. They very little. They make them count. But they, but they make them count. Oracle has the intro. Where Din gets kidnapped, and then it has the ending. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ending, most of what the ending is, is just go play Oracle of Ages so you can get the finished story. <laughs> yep. Your Twitter friends have invaded the game. You should Even play. The game itself is like, hey, you should play Ages. Go play the better one. To be continued to Oracle of Ages. Cool. Great. Thanks. Cool. Hey, Mom. Mom. I want you to spend forty more dollars on Nintendo games for me, so I can actually, so that I can play a one video game. Thanks, mom. I appreciate. To be it. continued in Fire Emblem Fates uh, Conquest oh, or whatever it was Fucking, called. Fucking um, uh, the Mass Effect bullshit where you you get to the end of the game and then they're like, but there's more. <laughs> there's the DLC coming later, DLC. baby. <laughs> <laughs> a great way to rip you out of the game a terminal pops up in front of Shepard buy DLC you fuck god so the story doesn't go like the only moment of intrigue is like before the 6th or 7th dungeon or something you do see um, Twin Rova just say like something mysterious like you don't know what's really going on here Yeah. and then like she pops up right again it's like one line and then she's gone. And then she pops up again right before the dungeon, like, ooh, hoo, hoo, this is all playing into our plan to bring back Ganondorf or something. And it's like, cool. All right. So th- the story is just nothing. There's no. just nothing. Din is on screen for, like, two minutes at the start, two minutes beginning. Yep. You have no, like, it's a nice, it's nice that they have, like, the, there's a couple CGs that are cute, like, when you're dancing at the start. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit of... It's a teensy bit of effort into making you care about this person. Yeah. But it's it's nothing. It does not... It certainly doesn't compare with Marin. No, not um, at all. No. Like, top two Zelda girls of all time, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Link's Awakening. Wait, she, that, she's... The, yeah, right? She's the, she's the top two. The Link's uh, Ocarina of Time version is this number two. <laughs> I was thinking Marin and, and Saria. Yeah, Marin and Saria. Uh, because they're, they're both sad, which I like. Um, yeah. Both tragic. <laughs> um, so that's another thing. That, that is another thing, a point for Link's Awakening, as it did introduce, like, new Zelda girlfriends and finally caught up, <laughs> finally catching up with ease after, yeah. like, a decade. <laughs> they start introducing new girlfriends for Link every game. Um, 
Ocarina of Time has so many Link girlfriends, it's amazing. So many. They were catching. They're making up for lost time. Yeah, because yeah. Ease have been doing it since game one. So yeah. Zelda so they like, really oh, had to gain ground there. Gotta catch up. Better do a harem game. This is a harem anime game. Um, to be fair, this Ocarina of Time wifeys are pretty good. Oh, I love them. Yeah, yeah they're all yeah. pretty good. I love Ocarina. Um, wow, that's. When you played it, that's not how I thought. That's not it. how this turned out last time. No, I said that the dungeons were like really Miserable hard for me to get through and really demanding. Experiences. And like, yeah, it was like two and a half hours per dungeon, and it did feel like pulling teeth. But <laughs> like, it tell it told a story I really connected with, and like the the ordeal of getting through it made the catharsis at the end land really hard for me. If that makes sense, you know, people yeah. say like pulling teeth a lot. And as, oh, somebody, as somebody who has had teeth <laughs> oh, no. pulled now, I can say that was like, an, uh, it wasn't really that, it wasn't a painful experience at all. I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> it was a pretty pleasant experience. I was comfortable the whole time. So if it's like pulling teeth, must have been a pretty okay time. You know, there was a time when people didn't get Novocaine or whatever for the you know, that, procedures. That would probably suck. That's probably where that phrase came from. More than likely. More than likely. I got I got my four wisdom teeth taken out and I was up and about the next day. Like, how the fuck is that possible? I'm just I'm just naturally different people really re- like I've seen I've seen the entire gamut run in terms of like having your wisdom teeth pulled. Like I've seen people literally just want to die the next day, and I've seen people like John who are literally just like up and about the next day, not a problem. Like I've seen yeah. the entire spectrum. Probably. You can say you I'm very. You can say that I'm very cool and strong, Polly. Like I, I, you can just say that. I understand. John Thire, you are very cool and yeah. strong. Oh, thank you. You were saying, right? I did all four wisdom teeth in like 2007, and I was just like fucking completely lucid for like several days afterwards because they pumped me full, so full of shit. Oh, geez. Opposite of lucid, I think. Mm, yeah, that's the opposite. <laughs> I mean, delirious. You I don't were know. you were half out of it. I think yeah. I may have talked re- to you during this point. I'm pretty sure we had a couple oh, yeah. of conversations at that time. Because that was, <laughs> yeah. those were back in the AOL Instant Messenger days when yeah. we would sign on and talk until 3 in the morning. You would start every conversation with a colon O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember, like, waking up, kind of not realizing, like, oh, because they, they give you the stuff and then you pass out. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up and it's done. And you're just like, oh, 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 weird. And then, like. I'm driving home. Well, I'm being driven home, obviously. Yes, please. And all yeah. of a sudden, the pain med kicks off. Uh-oh. And I start, like, screaming, we have to go to CVS right fucking now. <laughs> I, like, just, like, I don't know, just in a very weird place. Like, we need it now! Come on, come on, come Okay, I do remember that. So that's I my do experience that of, like, point. pulling teeth. I do remember that point where I was, like, between getting back from the, getting the surgery and then, be, but before... I had my prescription pain meds yeah. arrive, and there was yeah. like a twenty-minute window there where I was real grouchy. Oh, yeah. see, that's weird um, because, like, I know that two of the one, like, one of the ones I had taken out was a wisdom tooth, and mm-hmm. like, I literally had no pain, like, at all. I wasn't given any um, post-care pain medication other than what I was on when they had me in the office. But they didn't like put me out or anything for it. I was one hundred percent awake for it. Damn. <laughs> Hey y'all, You're the most Polly's hardcore. very cool and strong. It wasn't like the thing is like all they, they came in, they numbed the gum, and the dude came in was just like, "You're gonna feel a little pressure," and he went, "Pop," and like it was literally like I was literally in that chair for twenty minutes. 
and then it was done. I think you were so fucked up beforehand that whatever they gave you for that week... That might have been the case. It was the good shit. Yeah, they might have given me some real good shit. I I was pretty out of it a little bit. Like, you know, you get a a ride home, obviously. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I I didn't get any post-operative pain or anything. Damn. I I went to the dentist for the first time last year in a couple years mm-hmm. and I had eight cavities and I've gotten them all filled. So now my, den- my teeth are perfect again. There you go. So Zelda. <laughs> Zelda is good. Um, so story bad, not finished. The The decision to split the games into two, the story into two games, originally three. Oh my God. Somehow was extremely obviously cynical and market motivated. And also Pokemon. Was this before? Yeah, was I was gonna say. Pokemon. I was gonna say. Po- it's after Pokemon. Okay. Except okay, <clears throat> and the overworld's sloppy, and the dungeons are bad. <laughs> um, but there's one more, maybe the worst thing. Maybe oh, geez. My, maybe my least favorite thing about all of these mm-hmm. is they had two new systems that exist solely to give you extra bullshit to collect, <laughs> and they're both useless the whole oh, game. So it's just bullshit. You know like how the seashells the seashells actually, like, actually did nice something. Yeah. Treats. Yeah. For the seashells. Yeah. So in this game you can collect seeds mm-hmm. and then you can find dirt patches and then you can plant, plant stuff in the dirt patches mm-hmm. and then wait and come back later and a tree will have grown and then you get a gotcha pod from the sea, literally called a gotcha. <laughs> it's a called a gotcha. Wait, and then you pop oh it open, God. and then you can either get, um, like a small amount of rupees, cool, awesome, um, a potion which brings you back to life once, and then it's gone. Fantastic, love that. Or an unidentified ring. Yes! So then you take the ring <laughs> and then you go to the ring store and then you pay rupees to identify the ring. And then you get a, and then you finally have identified the ring. And my first ring I got was beeps if there's a hidden dirt patch around. <laughs> so I put on this ring and now I can identify when there are secret dirt patches so I can plant more seeds and get more rings. <laughs> that is so beautifully circular. Oh! It's only, so perfect! The, the only useful one I got for the whole game was um, when you walk on floor that will collapse. If you hang out, it doesn't collapse. Right. Oh. Which, which isn't much, really. No. It's not a lot. Um, and then you can pay to upgrade it so you can equip more rings. And then if you have Oracle of Ages or a friend has Oracle of Ages, you can trade rings. <laughs> like Pokemon. That, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah they were exactly. really leaning into like, it at that some point. Some sort of trade system. Yeah, yeah, that's really what oh. it was for. The rupees don't... There's very little you can do with the rupees ultimately, too, yeah. which is great. So... And, of course, you can collect pieces of heart, which give you one-fourth of one heart. <laughs> So, my experience with the overworld of this game is that I was just constantly being led down these paths, <laughs> and then I'd arrive at dead ends, and then I would get, at best, a piece of heart, and at worst, a seed that might turn into a ring. 
<laughs> and there are so I, I was taking notes. I was being a good boy. I was taking notes and be like, oh, there's a um, there's a place where I need um, the fall rod so I can turn the season into the fall season yeah. in order to get in here. And then I came back to that two dungeons later because I had the fall rod. And then I walked in the door and I was like, oh, I need the hook shot to get across now. Mm-hmm. I'll come back. I'll let me note that down. I'll come back later. And then two dungeons later, I had the hook shot. Came in, or the hook shot adjacent item. Came in, get to the thing across. There's a chest, and it's a ring. Cool! Awesome! So went back to the ring store, identified the ring, and he said, Oh, you already have this one. Just, I'll buy it back for <gasps> 30 rupees. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 30 rupees! It's such a fucking joke! <laughs> Great video game! So much fun! They I They don't love... even eliminate... I mean, I guess they can eliminate dupes because you could trade one away. Yeah. Yikes, yeah. that's rough. <gasps> no, you can't You can't trade them away. You just sell them. You just, they get well, converted into... It, no, I meant with like a link cable and a friend in, back in 2000. Gotcha. Okay. There are 64 rings. A few are useful. That's nice, Zach. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I just wonder, can you get all 64 in a single playthrough? I mean, I guess if you're getting dupes, probably not. Um, one more thing. The final boss is really hard. <laughs> oh, you know played I, the action one. Yep, I don't know if I missed something. Um, he's also impossible to figure out. Um, the first phase, you have to get through, like, three really hard action rooms, and then you get to him, and then you fight this boss, and he's just a guy in a big suit of armor throwing a ball and chain at you. Mm-hmm. And you've got about 20 items at this point. <laughs> like a magnet. And bombs and bow and, and no, you don't. I don't think you get bow and arrow and boomerang. And I am just playing this game, flinging every verb <laughs> I've got. It's just systematic. The last like five bosses are all like that, where it's just like I have one weakness. Guess what it is? Because you have <laughs> twenty items now. So I just like go through each of them, and none of them work. None of them. Not a See, it's single from the developers of does any damage. Yeah, right. This is a game from Capcom, the makers of Mega Man, because that's how I feel about the end game of yeah, Mega Man games. Yeah, that's how Mega Man always works. <laughs> um, so can y'all guess what oh, the Oh, do you sword hit it? Um, do you sword hit the chain mail thing? Or the what chain do you mean sword chain? hit? Like, you, mean? you just the swing chain. the sword and it bounces the ball back. Nope, you don't, you don't fling the ball and chain back. You don't use the magnet on it. Um, you don't do anything just... with the ball and chain. Uh, okay, I don't know. You have to do a charged slash attack. The regular sword hit, for the first time in any Zelda game ever, the regular sword hit does nothing, but a charged slash attack does hurt it. It's it's so much. And then, and then, he summons (laughs) Din in a crystal, and now she's like, kind of getting all up in your grill, and if you hit Din, you take a bunch of damage. And so he's like, Din is like hovering around the boss, blocking him. And I'm like, Din comes up near you. So I was like equipping the Pegasus seeds and like trying to lure away Din and then run back and then do a charge attack. And the window is like just tight enough where like it's almost impossible, but like you're not sure. And I tried all my verbs. And every time I hit Din with one of my verbs, I took damage. So... I was like, do I just have to use the Pegasus? This feels impossible. I don't know how to do this. And then the secret is that you just have to whack 
the crystal with the rod of seasons, which up to now for the whole game has only done stuff when you stood on the special season stumps. You stand oh, in the stumps, no. swing the rod, and then you change seasons. Except for this one boss fight where the only solution is you have to whack. It's just whack her with a stick, and then that's fine. That's that that won't hurt her or you. Yeah, and the last like boss bullshit. Fight. Inconsistent boss design like that can go fuck off a cliff. Yeah. Oh my! It's just so dumb because it's like the season's verb doesn't pay off at all in the no. climax. Like at least in Minish Cap, you turn small and go into the boss. Yeah, and like, cool. That's fine. Somebody mentioned the kinstones in Minish Cap, and yes, they are stupid, just like the rings yep. are. Yep, absolutely. Um, but like they did something with their dumb verb in their dumb stupid verb in Minish Cap, where you have to like go stand on the contextual item in order to trigger it. Mm-hmm. Great mechanic, y'all. Um, and then this one, they're just like, just hit it with the stick! It won't change the seasons <laughs> or anything, but just hit it with the stick! Um, and then the final boss is playing at the 2D perspective, and it looks like Sigma from Mega Man X, and it's very cool, actually, and very fun. <laughs> but again, you don't... It doesn't. The story doesn't do anything there. It's just like... Oh. So that, that part pissed me off, because I was like really de- ready to be done with this fucking game. And then it was just like this boss stopped me in my tracks for an hour and a half while I was just like, friends were like, I can give you a hint. It's really obtuse. And I was like, no, no. I will solve this myself. I don't like Y'all it. have way more patience than me. I would get stuck for like maybe five minutes top and be like, bye. Game FAQs, hi. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm trying now. I've been bad at adventure games forever. So I'm trying now yeah. to get better at them. And like, this made me want to play adventure games because in actual adventure games, there you don't aren't collecting like dumb bullshit. Everything is part of the puzzle usually. Um, oh, I don't this, know. Whole, I thought the whole thing with old adventure games was that they are dumb bullshit. The well, like, the there's whole, not like they're use not, the rubber chicken on the pulley or whatever. Puzzle yeah, but stuff. then you have to. But then you collect the rubber chicken and you know, all right, I'm gonna have to use this on something, and that will like all the pieces ultimately fit together even if it's nonsense like it's all important in oracle of seasons you're just collecting rings and pieces of heart and yeah, rupees like, and it's all yeah. noise yeah it's just noise yeah. it's distracting from the adventure game <sighs> yeah i'm with john on this one okay mm. i understood this point when he made it there but like Adventure games, I think, also are well known for their share of bullshit. Yeah, it's but bullshit. It's, it's bullshit, and like, adventure games are dealing a lot with individual logic, and you are you have to put yourself yeah. in somebody else's. Like something that makes sense to somebody at Double Fine might not make sense to someone yeah. like me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm fine. It's, it's especially the, the older ones where it's like, oh, oh you're, yeah. You've, you've hit a thing where like you're in a fail state for the entire yeah, game, but you, it won't actually say it. You just will get to the end and be stuck. Yeah, like yeah. that's really that's fucked. bad design. Mm-hmm. And it's and people don't do that now, like for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah, John. I think I think a lot of people think that you would probably enjoy CrossCode. Oh God. Oh man. I mean, the, the puzzles in that are consistent. They're just really hard. <laughs> oh boy. So that was my. I, I also Faerun is just exactly what I wanted because it's like. There's no, you're not collecting bullshit. Like, there's just everything is important. Yeah, it sounds it's like great. Zelda kind of distilled to its most essential properties. Mm. And that's why I like it much more. Mm. While still having the pretty 
like the the main appeal with this was having a pretty overworld to walk around in. Yeah. Like that to to puzzle my way through because that's what that was why I was doing that was because I was making something like that mm-hmm. and I was like I want to play something with like a bunch of squares square screens that come together in a really cool way mm-hmm. and like it, that was the rings and seeds were the thing were the most unforgivable thing because they compromised that mm-hmm. I, I'm done I I washed my hands of this. Is this live on stream? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Why? What did you almost do? No, you'll see later. Oh, you're going to tell me to look at another porn picture yeah. in my DM? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Man, she's really got her titties out there, though. Just all of it. <laughs> Just boom. Laying back. You just see it all. Just kabam. That's my entire Twitter feed these days. Yeah, hey, you know what? Have you seen the newest art trend in Japan? What is The, the... reverse bunny thing? What? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really dumb. What is the reverse bunny thing? <laughs> like, okay, picture a bunny suit where it covers, you know, the, the torso. Uh-huh. Reverse bunny is covering everything else. But not the torso. <laughs> so they're, they're just naked with, like, sleeves and leggings on. I mean, I kind of dig that. That sounds kind of cool. I'm it's kinda, really I'm, weird. I'm kind of there <laughs> for it, but it's say. also weird. I thought, their fa- I thought their whole, like, heads and whatnot were going to be covered, too. It was going to be, like, a weird... Um... No, they don't go that far. <laughs> Red, Red drops good Sakura content for Sakura Day. For me, mm. so I that. <laughs> it was a soccer cosplayer covered in blood, and John was like, "Yes, yes, yes." <laughs> oh, I was thinking of that. That was like, yeah, that was on soccer day, and then later, and then earlier today, he sent me some good stuff too. Oh, right. Rhett's Rhett's like, a, it's like remember hey, sometimes when you see a picture and you'd be like, "I'm gonna need the next twenty minutes blocked off." <laughs> that was John. <laughs> hey, Polly, Rhett's a good friend. I yeah, <laughs> not gonna argue about that. Not gonna argue at all. Red is a good friend. This is funny in the context of sends good porn. <laughs> uh, I'm just—I was just being appreciative that I've got um, tea and lemon and milk and sugar all stocked up. Like I'm on my last roll of toilet paper, but I've got those, so I know I'm gonna be fine. Oh no! Fucking toilet paper, Holy John! Shit. You have butt problems. You are not the person that wants to be without <laughs> toilet paper right now. Hey, Molly. I'm aware. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. John, I have, like, 16. I will send you some. All right. That's a, that could be the the, dem- the end game. So I just, Polly. Please. <laughs> help me toilet paper. I would not be surprised if that shit got stolen in the mail with the way people are acting right now. John, you can avoid the TP shortage with a bidet. Like, that's like I heard whole- bidets have started selling, like, because of this. Yep. That's like a whole thing is selling, is like it's it's a Installing, big thing. Yeah. It's a whole process is installing a bidet. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you think that's an essential service? Installing a bidet, a bidet. Do you think that that's like that counts as essential service? And you need TP to go. Yes, right now, no. 
<laughs> no, John, you just get you get you buy one towel and you, you only that is a, that is the butt towel forever the butt towel. The thing is that you get in the shower oh. and then you turn on you the, the, sh- the okay. bathtub drain yeah. and then you stick your butt right underneath the bathtub <laughs> faucet and go like kind of wiggle Wait. around and get your hand up in there and then you wash your hands afterwards and that's it. That's what you have to do when you run out of toilet paper. Straightforward and it sucks. <laughs> John, I don't want I don't want you to go around with butt hand. So I'm hoping that things go better for you. Thank you, Polly. You're you're it's all it's important that we're all there for each other in yep. this trying time. <laughs> Especially for people like me who, you know, are really <laughs> suffering the, the tech bro working from home. Yep, the suffering <laughs> tech bro. <laughs> Rhett. Hi. I know, look, I could sit here and we could talk about John's ass problems all day, and I would be totally fine with it. I think that we could make a very fun, educational, and humorous episode of the Soxcast if that was the one thing we chose to have a spoiler cast about. Um, I feel like I feel like to be educational, I would have to understand my butt problems, and they exist beyond my ken. Um, I don't know. I don't really get them yet. Maybe we could like posit it to chat, have people come in, and have them give their expert opinions on why they what they think your butt problem. Like we have you explain your butt problems in vivid detail. Like I just want like start of poop to end of poop to interim of like what happens between poops. Where's the gurglies happening? What's going on? I was a doctor, and he was just like, I don't know. Try eating less spicy food. I was like, thanks. That's thanks, real dude. fucking useful. Because obviously I'm not going to eat less spicy food. No, so that's, that's not a, I mean, that's something I was told to do when I was having... Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having acid reflux issues and I'm getting shit checked out. And um, like she was just like, well, you just don't eat spicy food for a while. I was like, lady, <laughs> have you seen my pantry? The spices I, I, I got, I've got so many spices, and they go... Oh, in, sorry, I might as well just die. That's it, that's my life. They're going in the food, lady. Just, look, all I need you to do is stuff the hose down my throat and tell me if something's wrong. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. go trying to dictate my diet. Have you had that happen yet? The, Not yet. The, I've like I was supposed to have it done this month, but obviously, with things the way they yeah. are, it's a non-essential procedure, so... Yeah, I had it happen just the once, mm-hmm. and I'm a little bummed that I was like completely under for it because it seems yeah. it seems kind of hot. Like I would if the, if I could have been like numbed up but like conscious, I think that would have been pretty hot. John, are you talking about going up the butt or down the throat? Down the throat. Okay, because yeah, they're, I'm just going down the throat. That doesn't sound yeah. in any way hot to me. I'm glad that I'm going to be in a twilight sleep while they do it. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying, like, I, I wouldn't have minded having that life experience, and I, I, I feel like maybe I let myself be robbed of it. Mm. So what I'm saying is, like, con- you know, consider your options. Like, just think about, do I want to have the life experience of being conscious while a tube gets put down my throat? <laughs> Tango Gemini suggest eating apple I tried that when I got my teeth pulled. I tried it for a day. I lasted one day and said, fuck you, I ain't doing this. I like applesauce, but I don't like applesauce enough to eat it for one fucking day. Like, more than one fucking day. So much. It's like, no. Like, I'm done here. Like, I had two little packs of it, and I'm just like, I can't. There's no more going in here the rest of this week. I'm done. No, I'm going to go buy all the ice cream and the yogurt tomorrow, and that's all I'm eating. Perfect. Nice. So, Rhett. I'm just uh, sitting here thinking... Day two of quarantine. My friends are hosting a bot butt problem socks cast. <laughs> <laughs> We're it's okay now. Like, our it's, minds. Okay. it's okay because now I'm not stress shitting. Like that's that that thing. <laughs> that was a bad day. 
<laughs> I do know that connection. Yeah. Nobody wants Brett, the stress us, shits. Nobody wants Brett, the stress shits. Uh, so you know how you, you said you beat Zelda and you didn't think about it for two weeks and you yep. were taking that as a sign of you didn't like it, which you didn't like it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I beat a game that I liked and didn't think about it immediately afterwards because of everything. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, I had I had to look it up before the podcast. So I was like, I know there's another game. Oh, right. I played that and I liked it. I just completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a game called Hypnospace. Yeah. Oh. I'm on this. Like, I want to play or stream this soon. Like, this is this so game good. is. This would be an interesting stream for sure. It is a lot of reading, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure how that would work. Mm-hmm. But this is a game that. So the premise is that, like, instead of the internet as it existed in the late '90s, mm-hmm. it's this this thing called the hypnospace where you're dreaming the web pages basically, mm. and like that premise doesn't really kind of manifest in the game at all because this is just, this is a deep throated love letter to geo cities. Basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of fun web early nineties web yeah. design in here that I'm so here for. Like having been, having lived through that and like had my own geo yep. page, which eventually been turned there. into my current website. Mm-hmm. They just fucking nail that aesthetic so well. It's it's mind blowing. Yeah, like they just. Oh, like, it's by the creator of Dropsy. That's yeah. how I recognize it. Yeah. Oh, it, I, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that makes cool. that kind of makes sense though. Like mm-hmm. the animation in this is very good for what it's trying to be. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of just goofy animated gifs and stuff all over the place. Join my web ring. There's web rings. There's like you see how all these people are like kind of know each other and are connected and like. So there's the sense of community, but also, like, yeah, then it's like, here's the gamer web ring, and you click it, and you get all the sites that are gamers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, they just they just completely nail this GeoCities ripoff aesthetic, basically. <laughs> like, everybody's got music playing on their page. Oh, yes! Like, all, yes! all the music is original, which is crazy. I mean, I'm assuming it is. It might be yeah, licensed. Yeah, uh, from like, what I understand, a, a lot of the music is original, and it's it's a lot of nutty stuff. Yeah. It's really not great to listen to. Like no. there's an, there's like entire albums on yeah. worth of it though. Yeah. Because there's one part where like you get tasked with find breaking up the piracy ring. Mm-hmm. And like I go onto this one page and it's just like, oh, there's just three albums worth of stuff here. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And like it's like all these like three to five minute songs, and I'm just like, you can just listen to all these if you want to. They're not very good, but they're there. I think uh, Gone oh. Home had a lot of that stuff too. Interesting cool that's that's neat it's it just seems like so much work to make but like i kind of lost my train of thought uh the other thing is that this game like how they structure it is that all these web pages exist in zones mm-hmm. where it's like this is the teen zone for teens who make their websites and this one's like you know dedicated like to aol this one. like yeah. the way aol did it see <clears throat> That makes a lot of sense because, like, I was never on AOL, but I can imagine this also pulling from. That's what I think that. it's pulling from. Yeah, yeah. Whereas for me, I just go, "Oh, this is how GeoCities did it as well." Yeah, because on GeoCities, it was like my web page was like station or area fifty one slash station slash nine nine seven nine. Yeah, where it's like you would literally have like, okay, area fifty one is for the sci fi sci fi stuff. Once then games. Once there's more than, yeah. Yeah, it was all broken up in similar ways with different kind of, like, not subdomains, but, like, folders. Yeah, folders, basically, yeah. And, like, 
just the way they would even be like, okay, so this is your number, and if you want to go to your neighbor with the one number before or letter, after that, you can do that because your neighbors were neighbors. Cities. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like just thinking of the internet now, like how that just doesn't, doesn't even happen doesn't even remotely like, apply anymore. So it is cool how it, this is broken down into zones, and all these people clearly know each other because they'll be like, oh, thanks to so and so for the web design. You can click through and get to their page. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, thanks for hooking me with, up with these MP3 files. So, so cool. the game itself, you are you are the hypnospace kind of police. Yeah, <laughs> you are tasked with finding and break and eliminating violating content. Yeah, you are unfortunately the cop. Yeah, <laughs> but like a lot of it is real goofy stuff. Like the first thing is like, oh, there's this cartoon character and people keep posting him, and the IP owner has asked them to stop. So go flag all the images of like. <laughs> Goopy the goldfish or something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So then you're perusing like this 50s old and older community and like flagging all of them. And then the web pages will update after a little bit to be like, hey, what the hell? (laughs) They deleted my thing. (laughs) That's great. It's funny how the like there will be reactions to what you're doing. And then like there's a little bit of time passage through the game as well. Like. It's, it's kind of broken up into chapters mm-hmm. because of things that happen. So then, like, later on, it's just like, Goopy is the symbol of the revolution and of how they're policing us. And, <laughs> and it's just like, why are these... And you get, you're get you getting emails from corporate, like, why are they being such fucking stubborn dipshits about this? <laughs> you know, like, there's all these little story arcs. It's just, it's a fun game. It's... It's not like anything else I've ever played for sure. I I'm so absolutely like this is my jam 100. Yeah. It's just awesome. Immerse yourself in this fun throwback world of like and yeah. like I know that I'm 100 gonna catch all these fucking weird references and things that it's obviously paying homage to. Like it's so fucking neat. Yeah, and it's coming from like a very legitimate place because I don't think you put something that like has this kind of feeling together just like reading about yeah. it. Like you had to have been there for this. Yeah, this definitely was. You had to be there, kind of vibe. Cool. I will say some of the puzzles I think maybe get a little too cryptic at points, and mm-hmm. this is where I like have a very low patient span. I'm just like, okay, what's the damn answer? Because there's one of them where it's like you have to build a password out of three different things. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, two of them, and I was wrong on the third one, but, like, I was close, but the game wasn't giving me any indication as to uh, how close I was. That can be frustrating. Because it's, it's like, oh, it's it's this person's username, and then I put that in, it's not right. It's like, oh, it's his username in his, like, fictional RPG that he made, not his actual cyber domain name. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just like, oh come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, it is weird, though, because it starts with you going through these zones, and then you end up like, oh, we want to find, like, there's, like, a, a quest to do, what's it called? Like, an, a download accelerator, which, again, is a thing from that era yeah. of the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, these people are hiding their download accelerator through this quest <laughs> that you have to do to prove that you're worthy of downloading it. That's so cool. And then, of course, there's, like, virtual desktop pets, and then there's... You can get infected with viruses, and then you have to buy antivirus software. It's, it's all very goofy shit. There's, like, this pop-up called Dr. Helper. Oh, good. Where it's, like, 
So, like, once you install it, every 30 seconds, he's like, Dr. Helper here, what can I help you with? <laughs> and, if you, and if you click yes, it just sends you, like, a banner ad. So it's completely useless. <laughs> and then, like, once you get Fantastic. the download accelerator, once you get the download accelerator, like which actually does make the game quote load faster because it in- oh, is intentionally wow. sluggish. But then every like minute or two, it pop. It has a banner pop a banner up with like, this lightning sound effect of like, "Please click here to support the developers." I'm like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> this game. You know how this game worked <laughs> is that I have a personal shortcut on my desktop to just go like from the taskbar to the desktop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I'm in this virtual desktop in the game itself, oh, <laughs> I kept like forgetting where I was because I'm I'm trying to use my kind of normal tab yeah. shortcuts yeah. in the game. I'm realizing, oh, this isn't actually like my desktop. Oh, that's cool. Because you don't just have the web browser; you also have like email and file browsers, and just it started that's... all to blur together. I'm like, oh, this is weird. That's really awesome. That's so cool. That's really awesome. So there, there is a bit of a story and an overall arc to the game that I don't want to spoil, spoil, but I was definitely surprised that there was a more to it than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Knowing that it was it's, from the developer of Dropsy, I knew that there was going to be yeah. a lot more to it than what appears cool. on the surface. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you get, like, a completion percentage at the end of, just based on how much you viewed, and I think mine's at, like, 30%, and I'm just like, how oh, wow. is there so much more? Like, it's insane. I think it might be a lot of, like, the hidden kind of backdoor stuff that might be difficult to reach. Because everyone has, like, their secret file sharing oh, neat, backdoors neat, neat. and stuff. Go in there and look at their porn. <laughs> There's no porn, obviously. It's, like, where people are hiding their E3 files. Yeah, yeah. Then they go in there and flag him, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" But if it was red, it would the, be it would be his porn. The cop, the cop got in. Because <laughs> that's what they're saying. They're, you can read messages from yeah. people like, "And whatever you do, don't let an enforcer get in here and find this stuff." Yeah, yeah, that's cool as fuck. It's so weird. It's it's a very unique experience. <laughs> Copsy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Beepner says in chat, copsy. That's real good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Polly doesn't have anything else. John, do you have anything else? Yeah, I have one more okay. thing. What you got? Cool. Um, so I posted about this earlier today. I played a really cute um, itch game. It's called The List. I have this downloaded. I'm very excited. It's... What I've seen of this game already, I'm like, I'm here. I'm here for it. Literally, yeah. Like, after Remnants, I was like... And then I watched you play that, and I was like, oh. And then I'm playing this, like, oh, this is just a game about walking around this little world and prompting a bunch of really cute text prompts from everything, from absolutely everything on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was like, I think Polly might like this. Yeah. Um, So it just kind of, it's... From the Nikki system, it's just all... It's this per- this group that's been making um, Glorious Trainwrecks games for mm-hmm. ages. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you can go down that Glorious Trainwrecks page and it's just a ton of games. It's really cool. Um, and then last year I played their Rough and Raffy Defeat the Plutonian Vampires, mm-hmm. which was a very cute Chips Challenge riff, but really was just sort of an excuse for like cute 
stupid interactions in a chips challenge kind of environment. Yeah, and also like that's, that kind of shit is like, man, I bet I would really excel at making junk like that. Exactly. It's just like a ton of good little. It, it it's the glorious train wrecks aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a bunch of clip art, a bunch of like a bunch of old click and play clip art. Um, this game especially is just, it's massive. This game, the list, it's like two to three hours long. If nice. you want to collect thing, which I did. Um, it's all like cool clip art and borrowed textures and whatnot. It's a really <laughs> cool, nice aesthetic, all MIDI music. Yeah. That's uh, unique to every location. Um, and it's just, it's just like, Oh, drip feed it to me. Oh yes. This is everything I need. This is everything I want. Um, I love this aesthetic so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're Elizabeth the elephant and you wake up and your village is being menaced by very loud airplanes. And they're just so loud. Um, and all of your treetop friends in your treetop village are complaining about it. So um, you wind up, basically the thrust of it is that you're going around and collecting things to eventually, potentially address the airplane problem. Hmm. So, and then you're talking with your friends and maybe getting permission from them to borrow their stuff to help you address the airplane problem. Hmm. So the arc of the game, is just walking around and talking to absolutely everybody and prompting a ton of text Hmm. and, and everything is interactable and cute. And there's a couple frictions that are very fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then a couple mini games that are like, whoa, you actually, you put a ton of work into this. (laughs) Like, oh shit. Um, and I don't need to talk. I don't want to talk about it much more than that. It's just a very cute, delightful thing. Um, and and the surprising thing is that for as shit posty as it is, it has a nice message. That's like cool. it made me feel fuzzy. That's cool. It's very it's very sincere. Um, so I'm gonna post that in the chat. Um, the list skirt dingo um, is the itch page. Yep, I have this download. I downloaded this earlier today. As soon as I saw you posted about it, I was like, this is a shit post of a game, and I <laughs> want it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, I love it. Like I said, the shit post game is a beautiful art form. Yeah, and... like, if you can pull that off, if you can pull off the shit post, or uh, if you can pull off the shit post video game, you, you, are, mm-hmm. you, are, you are operating on the next level. Yeah, it all it depends entirely on if you gel with the writing. Um, yeah, like I remember, yeah. like I remember when you bounced off, you are the wizard, and I was like, mm. all right, fair enough. Um, this is a different enough voice that I'm not um, too worried there. But yeah. that that's all it is. It's just do you connect with the sense of humor here? And I definitely did. Awesome. <laughs> There's at least one post that was just ah, oh, things were so much simpler when I was a little elephant, but now <laughs> I'm living my big elephant life. <laughs> like, mood, mood. Big old mood. Oh Lord! So this—that was my—that was my last thing. I had a great time with this little game. Awesome, cool, awesome. So it sounds like we are. I've winding got one down. more thing. You got another Red, thing. Tell us about your I've thing. got one more thing. Well, damn! Somebody's gonna keep this. Somebody's got to keep the people fed because it ain't me. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I was asking John if he had one more thing because oh, cool, I was just gonna cool. roll right into roll this. Roll with or it. Not. Let's do it. So I watched Simpho Gear again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you did. So, I didn't. I listened uh, to the soundtrack for GX like four times, five though. Times. Uh, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. Things were weird. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I've been, bouncing, 
I've been kind of violently bouncing off games. Like, oh, yeah. I hate this and uninstall. Yeah, I've kind of been having so some, that problem too. Yeah, so sometimes you just want to go back to something you know is a safe bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I returned to what is apparently realizing now my favorite game of the year thus far. Uh huh. <laughs> Mar- Mario plus Rabbit's King of Battle. Yeah, you were playing that again, I noticed. Because they put the DLC on sale, which is another chapter. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll play one more chapter of that. Mm -hmm. So they did a a Donkey Kong. Oh. Oh, yeah. So the DLC for this strips all the Mario stuff out and just has you go through Donkey Kong Country. That's really cool. (laughs) That could be real fun. So it's amazing how much they were able to just make it Donkey Kong Retrofit everything. Yeah. The one Mario thing is that, so you have three set characters in this one. There's no party swapping, mm-hmm. which is fine because that was kind of what bugged me in the, in the main game is how you just wanted to use the Mario characters and then they force you to use the rabbits. The rabbits, yeah. And they don't even say that they're doing that. They just force you to use the rabbits. Yeah. So you have three characters in the DLC. Donkey Kong is one of them. So A plus right there. And then the other two are cranky rabid which is another new (laughs) which is a new character who's really goofy and the the other one is just peach rabid from the main game Mm -hmm. who i never really used that much so i didn't really mind that much but basically you know how my main complaint with the main game is that the characters didn't really feel like themselves because like mario's got a gun mario's got a gun now (laughs) mario's got a gun and like some like he should be shooting fireballs or something and Mm -hmm. you know just a lot of the aesthetic things just didn't quite mesh right yeah yeah. with donkey kong they totally fucking get it he feels like he should and it's really weird he's like the best character in the game by far oh wow (laughs) so in the main game when you run up to another character they can throw you up in the air to kind of do a super jump Mm -hmm. donkey kong does not super jump Mm. so his his movement is so different from everybody else it's really wild that they completely upended it for him Mm -hmm. when he moves on to something be it cover an enemy or a teammate he can pick them up and keep moving oh remember i included cover he can just straight up rip tiles out of the ground and pick (laughs) them up fucking nuts (laughs) so he can pick anything up move somewhere else and then throw it so he can throw enemies at each other. He can throw teammates to safe places. Mm-hmm. Or he can just straight up throw, rip the cover out and throw it, it at an enemy. And it's just really fun to use. Oh, wow. He also so cool. has these uh, swing points that are unique to him. The other characters can't use them. So he can swing around the map really quickly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the pipes where he'll get a few movement spaces afterwards. So you can just be chaining together like pipes and swing points and just move around the map really quickly. Oh, wow. That's actually really cool. Yeah. There's one map where it's like the goal was just to get to the end. So I just have Donkey Kong pick up one of my teammates, get pretty far across the map, and then just have him throw them across a gap. And they were like, <laughs> they were like one move from the end already. And I was like, well, I kind of cheesed that one, huh? This sounds like... This sounds like um, Disgaea's stacking, but like taken to, uh, uh, like, well, it's yeah. like way less convoluted, but it's taking that idea and making it way more fun. You're just like kind of queuing up movements through yeah. stuff all in a row. It's like 
there's one map in the challenges at the end where it's like there were so many pipes so close to each other where you could just continuously chain through them like without stopping and it's just like oh you can just your movement range is like the entire map now it's really weird that's so the other thing he does that's different or not different but like his abilities also just feel like donkey kong because one of them is just pulling out a pair of bongas Uh and and doing a little groove on them and it causes his enemies to swarm to him oh like they 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 start dancing and they walk towards him yeah that's cool it's goofy but it's again, it feels like it's a reference it's to Kong. you know, it's yeah, the bongo game. one of his the bongo game. Uh, his main weapon is a boomerang. It's not a gun, which is nice. Nice, because that again feel like would have broken the illusion. Yeah, if I, which is weird because Diddy Kong did get a gun in '64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong can't get a gun. No. That just feels like too much. That's silly. And then his. And then his alternate attack is just slamming the ground, which is something I think they and, took from Returns. Yeah, he, well, he slams the ground in all of the Donkey Kong Country yeah. games. So. I wasn't sure if it was a thing in the SNES ones. Yeah. But again, like everything just comes together to where none of it feels like character breaking. Like It all just works yeah. really well. Yeah. Cool. That and counts so much. They don't do that with Rabid Kong. Or mm. not Rabid uh cranky rabbit is <laughs> just a really goofy character because he doesn't really share anything with cranky kong who isn't in the game but his abilities are just fun because he he's got a shotgun yes i can see really cranky goofy. with a shotgun i could see cranky yeah. with a shotgun okay his the big unique thing they kind of do with him is that when he gets thrown up into the air either being thrown by donkey kong or jumping off another character if he goes over an enemy, he will shoot down at them. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, you can upgrade it to have a pretty big AOA, because it's more of a kind of a blunderbuss style, where it just has, like, ridiculous spread. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you shoot an enemy far away, it does almost no damage, but if you get close up, but it can hit a bunch of enemies at once. So he'll be just jumping over enemies and shooting down with, like, a five-tile spread. Wow. It's just, it's really weird. So, like, a lot of it doing well is just kind of maximizing your damage of like okay you're not just going to attack the enemy you're going to throw cover at them throw another player at them <laughs> have, that, have cranky rabbit shoot down at them and then actually do your attacks <laughs> like that's ridiculous it's yeah it's really silly because some of the challenges that you unlock after beating it are just like win in one turn and you're just like what because <laughs> you just have to maximize every advantage you can you, get you take advantage of what sound like these really already incredibly overpowered abilities um yeah and, and it's like learning how to like play around within the rule set to win a fight in one turn that's cool shit yeah i thought the main campaign was maybe a little shorter than it needed to be because some of the area there's like four small areas mm-hmm. but like the third one or the fourth one is like three fights and then a boss it's just like man i just got here yeah you know? It was a fun time, basically. Yeah, that, that's really cool. At all. So it was, it was nice to return to something that I knew was like a safe. That's bet. like a guaranteed gonna have a good yeah. time. Gonna have a good time with that, yep. and I did. Oh, I can see that. And that's what I've been up to. Fantastic, and that's gonna do it for us. So thanks again, everybody, for coming out. We really appreciate. It. Thank you for the bits and the subs. Those are also. Very much appreciated. John Thire, where can our good pals on the internet find you? 
farawaytimes.itch.io. And Rhett. In my room. <laughs> In your room for the for the perceivable future. I'm on quarantine, baby. <laughs> Woo! Watching anime. How okay. do you afford your quarantine lifestyle? <laughs> did, you see Col- did you see Colin's uh, message that was, Polly, point incentive for Rhett not to masturbate for a week. I can't do it. Now that he's on quarantine, that's literally asking me asking Rhett to kill himself. I didn't know Colin was into that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not surprised I haven't seen people... Surprised I haven't seen people joking about stuff like no nut quarantine. The no nut quarantine. <laughs> it's like you already got November. You already got November. Let's not go crazy here. If the entire world stops masturbating, we're going to see a rise in serial killings. Plain and simple. <laughs> and I, you can find me on my dumb website. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. It's really important that you yep. do that. Wash your hands. Do all that good shit. Take care of each other and yourselves. And remember. We are the ones that love you. We're the only ones that love you.